0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.
1: Ravel. Vicious. But brilliant. Deal with
0: it. what has got round the back. And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's
1: Georgie e. Good evening, hello, wherever you are, whenever you are, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Uh, I hope you're all doing very, very well. We have quite a lot to talk about, to be honest with you. Um, There's the 90 minutes of football that occurred on Saturday afternoon against Wigan. There's the managerial, I don't even know what to call it anymore, to be honest with you, uh, (laughs) that continued after the game finished and all sorts of nonsense in between and before. Uh, Yeah, referees tour will probably... When I say probably, I mean almost certainly get a Mick rant tonight. Uh, maybe two. You can tell me. Oh, maybe two. I don't want to tease you. What um, <laughs> we may well. Mick, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be even happier when the uh, managerial stuff gets sorted. But anyway, Danny, how are you doing?
2: I'm all right. I'm a little bit confused though. I thought this was the Arsenal Fan TV podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, social media is <laughs> fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a great laugh. With um, really the emphasis on the arse. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: thank you all for who has joined us. Uh, YouTube user, we'll get onto all these topics, but YouTube user evening, gentlemen, can't beat officials, worst officials ever at New York Stadium. Yeah. S64 Miller's with us. We should give her a shout out as well. Grace's artwork is up. Uh, we've that mix got one behind him for the Victor one uh, and uh, i've got the Danballas one Danny
2: you've got the be- the Wiles one uh yeah and the ones that my mother won on the raffle at the last charity game so as let well me give, <laughs> let me properly give the website a, a, ch- a plug
1: cuz we will we'll put it on our, our socials anyway uh, it's artbygracekelly.com if you want some rather United styled artwork for your living room bedroom man cave whatever then as Ben would say, we highly recommend it. Grace is lovely; we met her a few times. She is lovely, and her dad's great as well. So, we uh, highly recommend you help those, help those. That's not the right so we'll Go and
3: get some stuff because it's brilliant. Make <laughs> mm. do
1: some do better than I've just done. Christmas Including is coming it. up.
3: Some top Christmas presents for Millers in there. Getting there. Honestly, it's great.
2: Really, really good. Yeah, and that's why Mick is our marketing manager. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> creative director. Creative yeah. director. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's where we're going wrong, Mick. You're the creative director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it that's
2: all went plan. wrong. We, we all know that's just yeah. a fancy way of saying the button presser.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um I don't know where to start. Shall we start with the manager stuff? Let's start with let's start with the map taylor update of sorts. Um Danny, the he said... Now, we need to get this right, really. BBC Devon reported that he had been offered the job. That's not what he said. He said he had been approached. Being approached and being offered the job are separate things. So we should sort of... It may end up being irrelevant, but that there is a difference between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you're surprised how they just went public with it and just went, yeah, I've been... I've been approached. It's very rare that happens with these type of things.
2: Yeah, um, and I think both Exeter and ourselves went into a little bit of a flap um, yeah. because only a few minutes after that interview went up and it did its rounds on social media, both clubs put statements out saying we can we can confirm that you know Matty Taylor has been approached and Exeter said they've reluctantly given us permission to speak to him, and uh, we just said we've. we've that the situation's ongoing. Um, so I think Matt Taylor probably revealed maybe a little bit more than he should have done. Um, but to me, that says that he's definitely interested in it. Um, but at the same time, it also says that it's something he does have to very seriously consider, you know, having to uproot his entire base of operations, if you like, and move it from Devon to Yorkshire which is a drive I've done many a time and it's not nice. <laughs> um, he's yeah. just had a um, a baby as well. Um, so, yeah, he has to do a lot of thinking. And as we are live right now, he will have given his uh, verdict to the club and to Exeter. Um, and just hopefully it's in our favour. I have had a couple of messages from... Mates who follow Exeter who said I might know who your next manager is, so we will wait and see with that one, and hopefully we do get one of my Exeter mates on to talk about Matty Taylor if it is announced, because mm. it might turn into a bonus situation where he's decided to stay put, but we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, there's two parts to it, Mick. First of all, listening to the you look at the quotes, and then you then you listen to the, listen to it. And reading the tweets, it's sort of like, reading the, the, reading the quotes, it's sort of like, it sounded like he was umming and ahhing about it. It sounded like he wasn't sure. When you actually listen to it, I thought he was very strongly leaning towards being happy with it. It's just interesting how it reads differently to how it came from his mouth. I don't know if you agree with that, to be honest with you, but what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult when you're, when you're, when you're writing something down, writing a quote down, it's difficult to get any context within it, isn't it? Um so, so that's that's one part of it, I guess, and it does it does you do sort of understand more when you actually listen to the person speaking. Um, so we'll have to wait and see whether uh, whether the decision falls in our favor or whether it falls in Exeter's favor. And you know, uh, obviously, I mean, if it falls in Exeter's favor, I'm lucky if I'm going to just turn social media off tomorrow because um, Tony Stewart will be at fault for that as well. Um, I assume. Um, so we'll have to wait and happy see. Say again,
1: calling you a happy clapper. It's fine. Move well,
3: on. yeah, then maybe that's that's the case. But there's a, there's a different breeder manager about at the moment, uh, and, and it's for for the better. For me, it, it, in my view, it's for the better for football. And they're not all motivated by money. You know, clearly money is an important part of any deal, any any job. That's the only reason you have got to work ultimately. Um, but it's not the be all and end all for some people. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll mm. have to wait and see. It, it was a peculiar way to get this out in the open. Um, mm. so, to, to me, it, it,
2: um, it adds very similar um tones and and wording, if you like, to Warren's interview he did post Middlesbrough. That might be mm. me getting a bit too tinfoil-latty about it, but I don't know. I saw, I saw similarities with it anyway. Mm yeah um
1: we'll say let's sort of let's sort of round it up Danny, by saying that this isn't football manager it matters where he lives it ma- his family matter so that's why he's talked about his family i understand he's, he's, he's just relatively recently had a child um he's he's lived in and he played for for a, for a fair while um he's managed them for i think 4 years now he, he's clearly an ambitious manager he clearly wants to move up the, up the leagues uh, he's not a one club man like other people are, um, so he is going to be tempted, at least tempted by it. But he's certainly got to think about what's best for his his wife, his child, his, his wife's family, etc., etc. It's not, although I think it will be. A good, I think I think he will come. I understand he's got to think about it. You, you. I certainly do anyway
2: yeah definitely I mean it'd be silly not to consider his family can you imagine walking back home going oh by the way love I've accepted the Rotherham job when I'm driving up there tomorrow <laughs> there will be fury in that household will not there um, but yeah it is a, it is a big thing to him, for him to consider and if he comes out and is honest and saying I've turned it down because I don't want to uproot my family then George answer will go right fair enough you know we've offered we've, he's coming for the job at the wrong time sort of thing um, but if he does accept it um, that shows his ambition because he's, he's then willing to move his comfy spot in Exeter, if you like, to into Rotherham and then to the club where he's higher than Exeter and he's probably looking up the league at this time more than Exeter is. Mm. Um, and obviously, if he does come up here, he'll know he's got a job to do, and I, and I honestly think he'll do it very, very effectively.
1: Mm. Yeah, what I will say is, he lives in Exeter. If he wants to progress as a football manager and not stay exit for the rest of his career, he, I, I would have thought he would be prepared to move at some point because Exeter is not near another football club. In it's a fair drive to Plymouth, exactly. So I, I, I think yes, he's got to consider his family, but I don't think it's that big of a decision because I, because of is, it, is if you're going to go into football management, you're going to want to look for bigger and better jobs at certain times. So moving moving house is. Although it is a big deal, Mick, although although it is a big deal, it's something that's going to happen anyway. In the life of a football player or manager, you're going to have to move out at some
3: point and uproot your family at some point. It's only a big deal because it's been played out across social media, isn't it? That's true. Ten years ago, nobody would have known any of this stuff. Nobody. Um, So that's why it's a big deal, uh, just because everybody's talking about it. Um, because we've offered a job to one person who didn't want it, you know, all of a sudden we are that Rotherham United inferiority complex comes bounding back for everybody, doesn't it? You know, look at us, we're crap, you know, nobody wants to be with nobody wants us kind of mm. attitude. And that's not the case at all. So every everybody approaches the job differently, don't they? Everybody has different sets of uh values, different sets of uh different different things that are important to them in their life. So mm. um whatever. You know, listen, if he takes it, he takes it. Brilliant. If he don't, he do not We'll move on. Um, yeah. So what? Doesn't matter. See, see where that leaves us. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, listen, he might take it and be sacked in it in two months. Well, there is that as well. Yeah. You know, none of us have that consideration necessarily, do we? You know what I mean? None of us who, who, who take a job expect Go into it with your eyes wide open, re- recognizing that in two months you might not have a job anymore. Mm. That that doesn't happen. So it's again, it's a different, it's a different kettle of fish altogether for every the, the, the people in that line of work. Mm. Um, we'll see. Uh,
1: Showstop apparently went to Sheffield Hallam University, so apparently he knows the area well. Um, you, you know, funny thing, my ex mate has just texted me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a so strange
2: coincidence. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ian Colco, and this is right. I appreciate he has things, a number of things to consider, but it's not a process he should have shared publicly. Yeah, I agree. And Danny mentioned it. I don't think, well, there's nothing about it. He shouldn't have come out and said what he did in the way he did, I think. Um, that's not going to stop me liking him. If, if he gets job on Monday, I'm still going to like him and things like that though. I think he might have a bollocking uh, from Mr. Stewart on Monday morning if he gets the job, <laughs> essentially. Because um, we're, right, we're really hard not going to play it. Plays anything like it, are we that. From, from that point of view, we try not to play things like in public at the club uh, as a general rule. Um, but let's see. Well, let's wait and see. We are where we are. We talk about the betting. Bet Victor have stopped taking bets on the management. The market isn't there on Bet Victor anymore, as far as I can see. So that may tell you, some. they may have some information, Bet Victor. May not, they may not. Um, but let's wait and see. Uh, RFC 19 says, says say, Matt Taylor comes in, will he bring his backroom staff? Probably, I would assume so. But there is talk that Ever- Everton Exeter will try and promote from within for their next manager potentially. So then that throws some questions up. Will he be able to bring all of them? Blah blah blah. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I, I think Monday, Well. Certainly Monday, we'll find out. If it doesn't get announced on Monday, I think that's probably leaning towards not taking the job. I don't know. Let's, let's see where we are. And Gerard Hansen asked the question, which we'll probably talk about in the next episode, because we'll know by then. She just, where does it leave us in our search and our pulling power if a second manager decides to stay put? That is an interesting question, if it happens. Um, we will find out. We'll find out probably in the next hours. So. If you listen to this on Monday... Or watching this on Monday, this conversation is probably outdated. <laughs> There's probably some bit something so you can. Uh, oh, it's not going to be saying end to skip 30 minutes. You'd be what you didn't need to listen to. What well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, anything else to add on the management news or anything like that, boys? That uh, that we haven't mentioned. before we move on to soccer, football, actually. Yeah. I- Perfect. Uh, Geraldine Simpson is with us, i mentioned. Andrew Barlow, Kim Hayward, Chris Tether. Thank you all for being with us. Dean Cately, thank you very much. Um, let's, where do you want to start in the game? Let's, let's, get it, let's get this out of the way. Let's get the referee out of the way. Um, for, for the purpose of any Wigan fans watching, we're not saying the referee is the reason that we lost the game. Let's get that front and centre. Wigan deserved to win the game, and we'll come on to the reasons why in probably 10 minutes' time. So anybody that's got upset by watching the YouTube, any Wigan fans got upset by watching our instant reaction, there wasn't a dig at you. It was not a dig at Wigan. Nobody's having a dig. It was a dig at the referee and the job, the job that he did. Um, that's where I sit anyway. I don't know if your boys anyway will come on to that maybe in, in, in a minute. Um, I don't like... I say we don't like having a good referees. I mean, we do, it, we do it quite a lot. But this guy on Saturday was a shocker for everybody. I was really disappointed. I, having seen his, his card record, as we mentioned in the previous episode, not many red cards, straight red cards. I thought, you know what, we might have a referee who lets it flow a bit, don't give too many silly fouls, you know, get, get someone to get him and tries to get on with it. But he just had a shocker. And trying to dig into him too much, um, but he was very, very bad, wasn't Mick, um, take the lead.
3: All right, cheers, mate, yeah. Um, <laughs> I need mean, to be careful what i said, to be fair. Uh, I try to be balanced. I like to be balanced. But, yeah, he had a shocker. He, he was dire. Um, and and the, the whole point of it is that the, the whole reason why he was dire, he was just so inconsistent. Mm. It, 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 it beggared belief, to be fair. Um, I mean, Brook Norton Cuffey got fouled, I don't know how many times, by um, by by McLean, and McLean did did exactly the right thing. You know, he weren't going to let it past. He fouled him, and then he realised they were going to get away with it, so he just kept doing it. Uh, so I, I have no issue with McLean doing it; not a problem whatsoever. Uh, but the referee just point blank refused to deal with it. Um, you know, blatant fouls, blatant fouls that he refused to give. But I think for me, the the, the thing that summed his performance up perfectly. Was I, d- I can't remember whether it was the first half, or the second half. I can't remember when it was, um, but Cohen Bramall challenges for the ball. The Wigan player has both his arms round his waist, pulls him back, wins the ball. No free kick is given. Cohen Bramall puts his arms around the Wigan player's waist, pulls him back. We get a, in all this is virtually all in the same movement. Mm. Pulls him back, foul given, yellow card for Cohen Bramall. Literally within the same movement, mm. um, and and that for me just sums up the lack of consistency. And and I know it's digging them out. I know it's a hard job. I don't. I, I haven't got a problem with that. But when you see the same thing happen within seconds and then deal with it differently, that's just incompetence. It can't be anything else. It can't be anything else. So it was dire yesterday. Um, absolutely dire. But again, that's got nothing to do with the result. Nothing whatsoever. So, yeah. you know, it, it but it's just not good enough. At this level, it's not good enough.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, completely agreed. Danny, anything you want to add on that?
2: Um, no, nah, I think mix more or less covered it. Um I'd like to apologise to anybody who was sat near me because I was going absolutely apoplectic at that referee. Um, I haven't had a chance to look through the vlog footage, but if there's a lot of swearing in it, <laughs> the vlog will be very short. Um, but yeah, it, we've, we've said this before about consistency with referees. We've said it on the radio, we said it on the podcast. But that referee wasn't consistent with his application of how fouls played out. Like you say, Mick, more or less the same thing happened to one player got away with it then it happened then our players did it and it was a foul or it was a booking or whatever I'm still puzzled as to why Ben Wiles was booked um I think yeah, the only crazy. true the only true booking really was Woody's because he was late in that challenge that's the only true yellow card um but yeah I think the main, the main thing the referee did I don't even, I don't want to even say he did right <laughs> um but the main thing that played into the referee's hands where he didn't have to reevaluate evaluate his own performance is that Howard Webb wasn't there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And people are putting up in the comments now about the time wasting as well. Yeah. I mean that 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 we, we said at the beginning of the season that 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 particular little um um Idea that we're going to stamp down. It was going to last four four or five games, and then it just go by the wayside. It's gone by the wayside, um, allowing the game to flow for, for niggly little fouls. Gone by the wayside. We knew it would, you know, it, because it, it does every single season. So, but anyway, what, what, whatever you know, we'd be having this conversation whether we'd won, drawn, or lost the game. Yeah, we'll draw. You know, after 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 having to sit through that, but again. We knew what to expect when we came into this league. We knew that the standard of officiating was, in my view, it's not as good as it is in League One. I, I genuinely believe that. Yeah, we get some howlers in League One, but but they're not professional. They're not paid to do that job. You know, they're still learning the trade. So you can accept that up to a point. But when, when these people are supposedly professional, in inverted commas, in, in the sense of getting paid, you expect a higher standard and and that that's just not acceptable. Mm. Anyway,
1: whatever, whatever, Chris Evans, it was really poor. It allowed them to waste so much time, which added
2: to our frustration. Um, yeah, can, I, just, um, can I draw a quick highlight to um, Neil just comment about what I shouted to the referee? Because I, I actually think he did hear me. That's he really, that really bad. Where is it? Um, came in at eight oh two, so fairly oh, early. Well, oh, let's go back up to the top, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Livesage. There we go. Yeah, well, what Donnie shouted to the ref when he was going off? Wonder if he heard him. I think he might have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took um, criticism into my own hands because uh, cupped hands, bellowing at the ref, get you effing glasses out for the second half-ref. <laughs> and I think he might have done. There was a fella sat a couple of rows behind me holding his glasses out to the referee <laughs> to use Like, or, or, I say apoplectic, he don't quite cover it, to be honest. Anyway, mm. uh, back to Mr Oakley's comment that was very rudely cut off by myself.
1: Uh, yeah, Philip, Phil, so the real cancer of the game is referees allow blatant time-wasting. Would he mm. mention this in his post-match interview, saying if it other around, we'd do exactly the same? And he would, when we would. If we were 1-0 up, two to away from home, we'd be doing exactly the same. So, we're, again, we're not saying, Wigan, how dare you. What we're saying is referees need to police it better. Because if, we, if the boot was on the other foot, Wigan fans would be complaining about rather than United wasting time, like Preston did, and like QPR did. It happens in football. It's not the referees to, to sort it out. And that's where the frustration is aimed at. It's not the opposition, unless it's Wickham. Um Don't know. I don't know what Mike Miller is right. Point so the referees are assessed to every game by experienced assessors. Yes, you're absolutely right, Mike. But that's not improving performances. And that's that's the job. I don't envy this job. That's the job that Howard Webb has got and other people around him to try and improve the standard refereeing. Not necessarily at the top level, because for the most part, the referee at the top level is very, very good. For the most part, the problems further down the pyramid. I mean, this is this is not really further down the pyramid, is it? It's the second tier, so it's not like it's tier six. Um, but anyway, any any final points on that? Because so we're talking about referees this season. Yeah, why did he <laughs> why did he send West to the touchline in the second half? Well, Wes went across for something. He didn't just go for a drink. He went. I don't I don't know whether he had a cut on his hand or something. Wes went across for something, and then right. whatever it was was deemed to be. Treatment, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. I've um, never
2: seen a throw-in have to be retaken twice. That was funny.
1: Ever. That that was very funny. Um, <laughs> Shelley says it just from a, from a Rother United point of view, it needed something on the sidelines with a bit of authority to get into the fourth officials. Peltz tried. Saw him stood up a few times, but he's just not used to it. Yeah, I said that, and the guy asked, "Do you Mick. Oh, mm-hmm. We don't know his name. I'm sorry, but said the said exactly the same thing. But there's just not that presence, and this, this segues nicely onto. The game itself, there's just not a presence. Peltier's his first game in the dugout is not going to be game at Fourth official. What for? When sometimes that's
3: needed, uh, and that maybe that played into it a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's uh, the conspiracy theory. There is that you know we we're, we're not. Um, <laughs> he's, he's just going to get referee. He's going to thinks he can get away with not not giving stuff just because there's no manager there, which is which is obviously a nonsense. He just didn't give it because he didn't give it. Um, he so, was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Just, just just. Mike Mill has got a comment.
1: Referees may be good, they may be bad, in your opinion. To say they cheat is disgusting and defamatory. inflammatory. But nobody's saying that the referee cheated or was bent or anything like that. We're no, just no, saying no, it was rubbish. No. We're just saying he was incompetent on the day. Big one.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely precisely. Absolutely. Um it, it's nothing to do with cheating at all. Um that, that that comes down to players. That's mm. <laughs> they're the ones they're the ones that do that week in week out of all teams, so in all colours. So that's that's another that's another discussion altogether, isn't it? Um, so what were you what, were I ask, what were you asking me? Sorry, I don't know.
1: Can't remember uh, anymore.
3: I've learned, learned <laughs> <to it> once. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the game itself. Uh, we've got a comment about the atmosphere, which I have. Nicholas Skidmore. The atmosphere felt strange yesterday felt like it was a massive hole. Yeah, I said to Mick Danny before the game started, and I don't know why, because I, I don't often look over to the dugout and see Paul Warren there, but there was something very odd about the atmosphere. Um, and the crowd, it's not that the crowd went up for it, because at times the, 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 they did get behind them. And I'm not going to lay into the fans at all, because I felt it so a lot of other fans would have felt the strangeness in the atmosphere. But it was really odd, weren't it, the atmosphere? Right? It just strange.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah, it, it it almost felt like the crowd didn't quite know what to do because yeah. you know, we've we've had a few songs about Paul Warren and his time here and it's just as if you know, like from the first whistle we really tried to get behind the lads and get it going. Hmm. Um and Wigan's goal, which I'm still a bit iffy on it, if it were offside or not, that well. sort of took the win, the very little wind that was in our sails out of it in terms of the crowd. And we just didn't quite know how to get it across that we wanted the lads to do well, yeah. um, you know, because you can't really fit in uh, wooden pelts red army without stumbling over your words a few times. So, yeah, it just felt, you know, a, a bit flat, a bit like we just didn't quite know what to do. Um, and I think it was besides that, Paul Warren took a big chunk out of the backroom staff um, with him to Derby. But I think he took a big chunk out of the atmosphere as well. Um, so he might have took more with him than he thought by going to Derby. But anyway.
1: Yeah. I make mean, you weren't on the map the vlog yesterday, which divided opinion, let's put it that way. Um, I made my vote points very clear. My points haven't changed since yesterday. Um I suppose we, uh, I, my my essential point is that I feel like the players have been let down in terms of they've just been abandoned. Uh, they've been just left to look after themselves. Now you, you can blame Paul one and Tony Stewart. If you're, that's fine. I would go towards Paul one just sort of letting the players fend for themselves, having done so much for them, having helped them and and everything else. It's like right, go on and off, off your part. I'm, I'm, I'm off. Um, there would have been other ways to fix it, in my opinion. You went on the the instant reaction. What are your thoughts on? What I said and the and the, the general feeling of the game, which was affected by by the departure.
3: Yeah, it was. It, the, the atmosphere was 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 just drab. Nobody seemed to know what to do, which I found I found a bit bizarre, really, because you know we we needed to get behind team and 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 to be fair, had the referee been really bad to start within the game, mm. that would have given that catalyst for the crowd to get to get behind the team and you know world against you type of type of attitude, uh, but I think it, it kind of, because it was spread out throughout the whole game, there was no one incident that really allowed, that really got the crowd up, up and going. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why that is, uh, you know, it, it, it's a massive change for, for everybody. And, and I think, I think there was probably a bit of apprehension on, on behalf of the supporters as to how the team, how the players were going to react to, um, to, to the situation and, and to be fair, they didn't react particularly well, whether it was nerves, whatever, I don't know what it was, but the performance was very, very under par mm. to what we've seen and what we've been used to this season. Um, so, and, and it's been mentioned a few times in the in the comments there that it, and, and across social media today, that they looked, ironically, having Woody, and even having Woody in the team, we looked like we didn't have a leader. Mm. They, they looked a little bit lost, um, so I think it's, it's really, really important that we get this managerial situation sorted sooner rather than later. And I think it will give the fans a bit of a lift, and, and hopefully the team a bit of a lift. But yeah, I mean, as far as what you said on the the post match, I'm, I'm not really sure what's divided opinion. To be honest, I've, I've not seen anything at all that that offers a contrary opinion to to what you what you said there. Anything. Um, if there is one then then so be it I agree with you um, it, it does feel a little bit and, and I put this I put this um, I put this out there just on the basis that it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction because we lost the game and we didn't perform well um, but it does feel a little bit I, I, I did when I walked out of the ground when I walked out of New York Stadium yesterday I felt aggrieved at Paul Warren and Richie Barker, and Matt, I'm sure. Now, that could be, and probably is, a childish reaction and a bit just knee-jerk. But, but on the flip side of that, if if what we're told is true, what we understand to be true, that they've just basically upped and left last Wednesday or the the, the Tuesday or whenever it was of that week and not said anything to any of the players, then then that's out of order. You know, they've, we've spent six years at this club telling everybody how special they are, how important they are, how important the club is, how important loyalty is, how important the good human being, the relationship between people and all that. And then just to sort of up, basically up two fingers and walk away and leaving, you know, a week before, before the next league game. It feels a bit, I don't know, it, it feels wrong. But having said that, you know, if we'd have won 2-0 yesterday, might have felt something completely different. So it's 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 difficult, but I think they have left us in lurch, to be honest. Um but <laughs> on the flip side of that, they've got to strap of pair on all of them, aren't they? You know, they're all big boys. They're all big boys now, you know, and they can't and they've been in football, all of them have been in football long enough to understand that these things happen. So so yeah. I've not really said out oh, there ever. I? I do agree with what you said yesterday, hundred percent. I agree with what you said in that uh, in that post match. Mm.
1: So. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a few people in the comment, Gerard Simpson, YouTube, the same sort of thing. Danny, you were asking the question, so you didn't really get to have a view on it either. Um, what, what? How did you? How do you feel about it, and how how it affected the game? Because it it had an effect on the game, didn't it?
2: Um. <clears throat> Yeah, sorry, my estimate was just replying. Just repeat the
1: question for me. Hey, just your thoughts on the the what we mentioned in the instant reaction video last night about the how you feel on how it was all left. Now we've had a game and it mm. all happened. How do you feel on? We're not going to dwell on this too long because Paul one's gone, but just thought, final thoughts on how it was left and how it's impacted the players and Richard Wood and Peltier.
2: I think the reaction to the post match reaction um, is a little bit too far because it's it's an opinion. <clears throat> but as we know, if you express an opinion on social media, you get slated for it anyway. <laughs> um but in terms of the hole that Paul Warren's left, I think yeah, he has left a hole certainly in the um in the management side of it, because uh, he's took everybody with him. Um but at the same time I think he's left a hole with the players as well because the players might have known he was moving on before and might have not um but they almost looked a little bit unprepared if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and they didn't quite know how to react to not having warney in the dugout uh the effort was there the effort was certainly there and at times we did play some good football however it just looked very uncohesive to be honest we we really did look like a team that didn't have a permanent manager um which is a shame because, like we've said, it was Lee Peltier's first time in the dugout. I don't think he did too badly, say it was his first stab at it. But to have appointed Woody and Peltier, you could sort of see Woody was having about three jobs to do. Mm. You know, he was having to do his own job, he was having to organise the team and probably had one um, thought or, or even more on substitutes in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also what he was going to say at half-time to get the lads motivated. He was definitely more verbal on the pitch and definitely louder. Um, so, yeah, like I've said be- uh, before, um, what I think Warney's left a bigger hole than he thought he'd leave. I think he, he, he thought that the players would be all right and they'd pick themselves up and get on with it, but he's not realised how big the hole actually is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the disappointment from that, from that is that
1: Paul Warren's a very intelligent person. He understands football, he understands how these things work and he understands the emotion that he's put in, which if he's put the emotion in, that means the players have. The players mm-hmm. that he's signed, they, they've put the same, the similar emotion in. I, I accept they maybe don't feel the pressure as as the manager does, but they've still been invested in him as a club and everything else. Um, I just felt, I, just, I said it yesterday, I'll say it again, I just felt so sorry for the players. Um and there's only one one thing you can put it down to, isn't there, for me? Um, John Burrell says, he did say we would learn more about the players this weekend. Yeah, True. It, it yeah, is. you're right. That's absolutely right. What it tells me is that they need a leader. They they need a leader off the pitch as well as on the pitch. Um, they're not going to sit and look after themselves as well. Uh, football's not... I, I, I might be a bit maybe overcomplicating, but I don't think football's as simple as that anymore. Uh, you need help. You need people doing X, Y, and Z. You need somebody sorting substitutes out. You need somebody with the tactics board. They're saying, when subs come on, you need to X, Y, and Z.
0: Mm.
1: It's a three and four-man operation nowadays, football. At least a three. You look at the bigger clubs. And yeah. I mean, play how many men they've got in charge, and we in charge of these things. Um they have Billy Merced there was obviously ex- extremely experienced, but he's a goalkeeper. So he, I don't imagine he's telling Sean Dyche what subs to make at Burnley. He's doing the goalkeeping no, side of things. Um.
3: Yeah. Don't know. Difficult. Yeah, it's difficult, difficult, difficult. but you know, ultimately, the bottom line is the players knew what their responsibilities and jobs were yesterday, and they didn't. They, they for whatever reason they didn't perform to the to the to their ability, mm. uh, and they and they just they what they did was they allowed Wig, Wigan to 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 out Um and that's twice this season we've been out Rotherhamed. Uh, by Sunderland and by Wigan, ironically, the two teams that came up with us, mm. um, you know. So we move on to we're going to have to move on to Wednesday now and hope that one something. Hopefully, there'll be a manager in place by then. It won't have had obviously any opportunity whatsoever to um, to to do any training with the team with the players But but nevertheless, having that figurehead back in there is going to assist us you would hope. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see how that pans out. Yeah, well, and
1: I, I'm not, I can't go through his comments in comments in the comments. But what I will say is that most people are agreeing with us, which is a shame. It, it's almost a shame because yeah. we all want to love Paul. Warren. we we know what one has done for the club, and we're having to sort of dig him out of it. And we don't we don't want to do that, and didn't want to have to do that. But as fans, this is sort of how we feel towards it. Maybe not all the fans, um, but this is certainly how we feel towards it. Which is it's a shame. This is how it's ended for now. Um, yeah. But it is what it yes. is. But, but I, I still we'll give him go.
2: a. I still give him a statue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next, maybe next year though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah wait for him to tomorrow. be sacked by Derby, and then he can have a statue here. That's <laughs> that's the only reason he'd come back for the statue unveiling. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Neil
1: Ovisage, I think, right point out might have been better with Brecken helping out. the got really surprised not to see John Brecken in the dugout. Really, really mm. surprised. Mm. Um, it would just I would have added that Streetwise now. That I think we miss from a coaching point of view, but um, we're not going to dig into too many individual performances. I don't think because I don't think you can. I don't think you can look too much into it. Um, there was uh, there was one player that had a good game, and that was Booknot and Cuffey. Um I don't know if you two any thought. Let's give Victor a bit of praise. I suppose the save at the end, anyway, against McLean, which led to a corner, which led to the goal. Um, but Victor was solid. Kicking once or twice off, but Victor and and Coffey were only two that come out with
2: any credit. And Rathbun as well. He, Rathbun,
0: he well, worked hard.
2: Yeah, he worked hard. And you can tell the referee is doing something wrong when Ollie Rathbun is legit jumping up and down, trying to get his attention and screaming at him. Oli Rathbun mm-hmm. is a man with, <laughs> with, it's very close to my heart, because that would have been my reaction as well. <laughs> I mean, you, yes. you had Barlasser giving the referee lip as well, so it just goes to show that the passion is there from the players. The bite, were they want it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bite were there. Like, open your eyes, look what's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, down to individual performances. Norton Cuffy, head and shoulders above the rest. He absolutely killed McLean on that left hand side to the point where McLean had to keep fouling him. Like we've already mentioned, that wasn't picked up on. But anyway, gloss over that. It um, was very good down that right hand side. Very, very tricky. Mm. Um and very good with his feet. Maybe can get a little bit more loft in his crosses if we have to cherry pick a little bit of criticism. But they were better though. First half they were loads better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Norton Coffee and shoulders is the rest. I think he has cemented his place probably on that right hand side now in in, in the wing back position. And fingers crossed if we get a manager in who likes to play the wing back system, mm. um, Norton Coffee is an easy sell for the starting eleven for our next manager. Yeah, so Arsenal don't call him back <laughs> In yeah. January. I, I mean, we are, we are um, Arsenal fan TV to a point where we don't want them to recall him. <laughs> <laughs> There's never
3: been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
0: Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football—perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Yeah,
1: uh, Mick. Before I ask you a negative, is there any positives you want to pick out
3: from the performance I mentioned? A couple. Is, is there anything else you can pick out as a positive before? I yeah, I guess a to play. We're, we're outstanding. Pulled some really good saves off, some 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 exceptional saves. Brave when he needed to be. Uh, got absolutely wiped out a couple of times, and and you know no no action taken. There was one particular one in the second half where it was so late. I don't like the the, the mm. challenge. It was so late. It's only just happened. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 again, no action were taken. So I thought Victor, but I thought Victor played really really well. Um, Balassa tried his best but they, they the Wigan knew that that that, that was one of our uh, key areas so they, they kind of marked him out of the game to be fair um, so so yeah with the exit other than that I think everybody else probably uh, woody was distracted so mm. you know but everybody else looked nervous
1: yeah or not involved in the game or not. Again, I don't, let's mention Ben Wiles. Um, it's a tough one, Mick. We've talked about him a lot. We've talked about him a lot this season, more than I thought we would from a negative point of view. I thought he looked like he was trying to stay away from the ball at times. I don't think he was trying to come and drop for it at all. Uh, I thought his movement was very, very poor. And again, because of the circumstance, I'm very reluctant to dig him out because he's a and boy. I, th- I think we should back him wherever possible. But I thought he really stood out as somebody who just didn't look ready. He, he, Ian Culver's put in the comments now; he looked totally lost. Mm. And I think Rathbun, i didn't think Rathman did it did well, but he ran about. Barlas a tried, but he was marked out of the game. Chio and uh, Washington—they couldn't get it right, but they ran around a lot. And I really struggled with Ben Wiles yesterday. It really, really, it was a really disappointing performance from a, a full circle.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. Um, he's he's had his head turned uh, yeah, in the summer weird. by Burnley, um, and that was turned down. Whether it was turned down by by Warn or whether it was turned down by Tony Stewart, uh, that's, that's, a, that's another thing, isn't it? If Warn yeah. has turned it down and then done one, well, uh, yeah. Either way, either way, whether it's Warn or Tony Stewart that's turned it down, it's been turned down. So that that's uh, already affected his performance, and then. Then he's lost his mentor. He's, he's lost the person who's been there at one constant throughout the whole time that he's he's, he's, he's come up through this club. Uh, he's gone as well. Um, so his, his head's not going to be in the right place anyway and his form has dropped. Um, for me, he, he needs some time away from the first team on match day whether it be on the bench or not even on the bench, but I think on the bench is... He's probably where he needs to be. Uh, just to get himself either back in the right place or wait while January comes around, and he can he can have that that shot again. Um, I, I don't know where. he Obviously, none of us know where he is mentally, but he's, he's certainly not out on the pitch for a lot of it. Um, it's a shame, but you know he's had a lot going on. A lot's gone on, and I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be balanced. I'm not happy clapping. I'm just trying to be balanced here. You know what I mean? Um, he's a young kid and maybe he's just not quite got that um, emotional experience yet to deal with what's what's been going
2: off
1: mm. No, I think you're possibly right Danny, is
2: there anything you want to add on the one? I think there's just one other thing to factor in, he's lost his mentor as well Wiles, yeah. because his mentor has been Matt Amshaw sure, since he was nine um, so that must have had some sort of psychological effect on him that he's now gone Mm. And, yeah, maybe it's all just starting to weigh on Wiles a little bit. That might leading to the poor performances or what, I don't know. That's his business and um, it's, it's it's also his business to rectify it. Um, but I do think with Warney being here, he saw the good in Ben Wiles and that's why he played him so consistently. But maybe when the new manager comes in, he might see just the performance and not, um the ability and might swap them out for Lindsay, which then might wobble Wiles' head like, right, I need to kick on a bit and improve. Mm. Um it, but again that's all if and ifs and maybe's for me. But yeah, it's a it's a shame in Wiles because we know how good he can be He's just not applying it effectively, I think is the best way to word it.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um basically every <laughs> the comments agrees with that as well. Um but Jalen Simpson points out he's supposed to be professional though. Lindsay should get his chance I agree with the Lindsay one. Mm-hmm. John C. Wilds, he needs to fight for his place. Yeah, at the minute he's not fighting for his place. He's sort of, again. I feel about what he's playing like his place is sorted. He ain't gonna worry about
3: it. Yeah. That's that's sort of how he's playing at the minute.
0: Yeah, a bit uh, of
1: complacency
3: in there, isn't it? Yeah. Perhaps I don't know. I, again, it feels like digging him out, doesn't it? And and maybe not. We'll no, we it. don't. We don't like digging any player out. To be <laughs> <we're laughs> honest, we never this really had to. Happens,
1: mate. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um look, I hope it comes on. I hope he plays Wednesday and scores three goals. I hope it happens genuinely, because obviously we'll win. Um, Paul Brock says Wes's passing in the first half was poor. Yeah, Paul Davis put this in the uh, in his article basically, Wes' is consistent, is He's really good, but every so often he's got a stinker at locker and just happened mm. to be one of those days. And on
2: Wednesday, he'll be brilliant again, won't he? Yeah, because <clears throat> Wes is one of them characters where he does study his performance, and if he's had uh, a honker. He'll just mm. improve on it and get better with it. But then he'll have another one, but then he'll also improve on that one as well. He's a very um, methodical footballer mm. in terms of improving his own game, which is why I, another reason why I like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob Scott.
1: I assume it's not the Rob Scott, but Rob Scott says spot on, Nick. <laughs> uh, i the Rob Scott.
2: Hi, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, get yourself in dugout. dug <laughs> out. You've managed football teams before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, just a
1: few more comments. Jamie says, got really annoyed with the whole Paul Warren thing on Saturday. Situation. On Saturday, felt so sorry for the players. They looked lost. Massive respect to Woody and Pelts. Mm. Uh, Nicholas Skidmore agrees with uh, the press wasn't there. And when it was, it wasn't right. Winning the first or second's contact wasn't brilliant. I have to say it was way off it. Yeah, let's give some credit to Woody and Lee Peltier, Danny. And I know we lost. And I know the performance wasn't there. But they stepped up. They stepped up and did everything they possibly could. Yeah, we accept. They, the, you know, it, it didn't go right, and they will look at the what they did wrong for their future because that's possibly something they'll do in future. But they put their hand up and stood up to be countered and did everything they possibly
2: could. Yeah, you have to admire um, the balls of the pair of them to actually stand up and say, "Right, we'll, we'll take training and we'll do it," um, because. Not many people that do that. Not many people just come just comfy for being, you know, the one on the pitch playing. But for Woody to take so much on, I mean, even in the latest advertiser article, you've seen how much he's took on, mm. and they've both said that the analytical side of management was a surprise for them, but they've still took it on and done the best with it. So that's admiration straight away for just getting on with it and doing it. Mm. Um, like you say, didn't didn't go right. The subs were a little bit questionable to be honest but we'll maybe talk about that in a second but from a uh, stepping up when you called upon point of view fair play to both of them
1: mm. yeah 100 percent um it's worth mentioning the program yesterday woody basically said i'll read you the, the quote that ben picked out uh, it basically t- in terms of taking the job potentially it's basically it was, asked, would i like to go into management one day definitely if there ever came a time I was asked seriously about it, I would certainly be very interested. So that says to me that he could be... If he was asked to take it tomorrow, there would be a consideration. Now, that's if Matt Taylor rejects it and blah, blah, blah. But that was just a telling comment um, in, in the uh, in the programme, which is always worth looking at. Would he look good at the NGLM soon look good gutter in his post-match. Yeah, he sounded... He didn't sound defeated, Mick. He just sounded... I'd be tired. It just it just sounded mentally exhausted. You know when you just sort of yeah. speaking, but you sound tired. We've, we we know how that feels sometimes. Everybody knows how that feels.
3: He didn't sound happy, did he? No, he did not sound happy. And my overriding thought when I was listening to him speaking was, I'm glad I wasn't in that changing room. Yeah, um, because I suspect he might have um, he might have had a few harsh words to uh, to say um, because. As a whole, i not dig- no no not necessarily individually, but as a whole, the team let let him down, um, and he was part of that team, obviously. But um, so so he, he just sounded fed up. It's not the right time for Woody. I mean, we, but I think we both said it while we were well, we'll listening to that interview. He's not there yet. He's not there as a manager. He's not. He's just not there yet. But he will be. Um, yeah. But he's, he's got far too much on his plate at the moment, captaining team. So it's not. Um, it's not time not time at all mm. John Morrell and
1: I completely understand agree with this if Woody gets the gig as a player manager full time then something's gone seriously
3: wrong behind the scenes yeah, but, absolutely Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. I, um, I mean, if there is anything gone seriously wrong I genuinely don't
0: mm.
3: I, I don't think there's anything massive that we don't know about he says no and he's close at mast and looking like a complete arse tomorrow um, yeah, when Matt Taylor turns it down tomorrow.
0: Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
3: not going there because it's toxic or whatever. Uh...
1: The good thing about Matt Taylor is, clearly, if he's not going to take the job, sounds like he's going to tell us why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no more on a plane loyalty card. Matt Taylor will sound like he will tell us why. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, JB, please mention the bizarre substitutions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have sympathy. For Peltier, who was probably one of who made the substitutions. I saw the Tommy. Tivo, Tommy was just coming for a, an amazing amount of stick, and I sort of get it. Um, he was what, kind of what was taking off. Tommy just came on rather than Georgia Kelly, and I sort of get it, Danny. Because if you're Lee Peltier, who's looking after the team, you go for the experienced man. You don't necessarily take the risk of Georgia Kelly, who's a little still a little bit of an honest goals, but he's still a little bit of an a. Tommy should be able to be relied on. As a senior pro, so mm.
2: that's a bit of a defense, I suppose, but it was still, it just didn't work with did it. Yeah, the key word in that being should be relied upon. Um, I, I can understand why the sub is made because Tommy's this year is your big man up top, and we mm. were playing a lot of long balls in the first half and in the second half, but in hindsight, at least, um, seeing the effort that Tommy's put in in terms of running running the channel and you know, trying to press the ball, George Kelly would have been the better option because George is the one who gets stuck in. And at that point in the game, you needed the man who gets stuck in and properly fights for every ball. You know, a bit like an Oli Rathbun character, but mm. up top, which is yeah. what Georgie Kelly is. And it almost seemed like there was no point in bringing Georgie on on 86-ish minutes, I think it was, because it just felt like it was too late for him yeah. to make a real impact. He should have come on maybe 70 minutes or even before, um, but that's the, the miracle of hindsight. You can have that opinion ne- when it's already happened, but at the time, um, the football we were playing, Tommy Eaves looked the better option, which mm. is a shame to say. Uh, and who did um, Rathbun come off for? Lindsay. Lindsay. I got I got and that, I, but Wiles should l- have come off. Wiles yeah. should not have been on Pitch that long. Yeah, I would have said, why was it to come off instead of Lindsay? Because mm. Oli Rathbun was running himself into the ground. and the, He can give us you know, spark, the... can't he? Rathbun. Yeah. I mean, if we're saving him for Wednesday, right, fair enough. Mm. But all the people around me were saying, why well, have we took Rathbun off? He's been our best player in midfield. He's been the only one making an effort in midfield. And yeah, Julian Simpson brings it up perfectly. Right, Rathbun didn't expect to go off at all. You mm. saw the shock in his face, because I think we were just... Or either line up for a throw in or a corner or something, and he looked at the number goalkeeper and just goes seriously, like he yeah. d- he was not ready to go off. He had more to give in that game, which is a shame. But anyway, mm. it's happened, nine it? Yeah, the second loss which I've mentioned, mate, eighty six minutes. Cohen Bramall
1: comes off for Shane Ferguson again, a sensible, understandable substitution, and Georgia Kelly finally comes in eighty seven minutes. That was ten minutes too late. That mm. should happen on seventy seventy five minutes. To allow them a bit of time, because uh, at the time it would have been one 0 wouldn't it? Um, yeah. If they come on seventy-seven minutes, and it, so it just gives you that extra bit of motivation. You know, George. You know what Jokes is like. I you know what George Kelly's like. He'll run around like a madman, and something yeah. can happen. Something special can happen. Um, but this is what's going to happen when you put any experienced people in charge. Not a dig, by the way, at Peltier and Woody. But if you put them in charge, I, I bet they've been second guessing that
3: sub for ten minutes, and mm. that's what's caused the delay, probably. Yeah. I'm not convinced they had. They had already decided which subs were going on. Yeah, and um, I, I, that—that's just the feeling that I got. Right, we're going to make these. These two are going to come on then. These two are going to come on then, and then and whatever. You know what I mean? I—I I, I might be wrong. I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I didn't uh, realize Tommy's been getting uh, stick on social media. Um, so, so not, not not as much as us, but some.
1: Oh right, <laughs> oh
3: well, yeah. um, um my my the jury's still out for me. I'm not to, I'm not convinced. He's, he's a very Paul Warren kind of player, and um, mm. maybe he should be with Paul Wan in League One. That's my view at the moment. Can't
1: I think he'll come good. I think he needs minutes. Well, we'll um, see. I think. Yeah. Um, we've got to talk about Millwall yet, and we've had about a thousand million comments from everybody. Just, just Mike Lee Miller. we have lost recriminations, therefore, against Warren. So predictable, come on, we can do better than this. Just to sort of underline this, nobody on this podcast wants to say anything bad about Paul Warren. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about this a thousand million times. The, the memories he's given us over the last six years have been sensational, longer than six years. Nobody wants to dig him out. But this is what it feels like as us. This is what we all agree. This is what certain other people think, of, think as well. Not nobody wants to dig him out, but when we we can always call what we see, and that's what it's that's what we see, and that's what it feels like. Or well, will feel, always it, go it down feels as a like
2: it's, legend, he's stuffing out of us. That's yeah. honestly how it feels. But like you say, regardless of what's happened behind the scenes or how we feel right now, Warren will always be a Rotherham legend. You know, he's um he played nearly 300 times for us, and he managed nearly 300 times for us. That's 600 Rotherham games he has at least played some part in, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, like, like I've already said, build the statue. You know, spend the money, build the statue, because he's probably the first proper Robin legend in the New York Stadium era that mm. wasn't playing and was manager. There's an argument for Steve Evans, but it might cost a little bit with the metal for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, build the statue, Tony. It, one, he deserves it. You know, he's won... The first cup um, in the modern era, in the New York era with Rotherham, is the first Royal manager to achieve promotion and a cup in the same season. Um, didn't quite get the championship survival over the line, but regardless, build the statue for him. Even if it's on the south stand, where nobody can see it, build the statue for him. <laughs> but
1: that doesn't exempt him from criticism. That doesn't exempt him from stuff that we see in call. Uh, which I think is the important part. You can be a legend, but also do stuff wrong. And that's that's where mm. that's where we are. Um, so that's I'm certain that's also certain that's not the last time we'll talk about that. But there we go. Um so let's go forward. Final comment on the Wigan game. Curtis tilt opinions, he looks solid. And beginning, you think we may have lost a good player, never got a chance. He caused Woody all sorts of problems, Mick, in the in the attacking sense and the defensive sense. Uh I was annoyingly impressed with Curtis Till yesterday.
3: Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, begrudgingly. Yeah. I don't know whether there's, there's, there's no love lost for uh, between him and Woody, I don't think. I don't know whether there's something gone off behind the scenes when he was here or whatever. But, now, listen, he, he was outstanding yesterday. Top lad. And mm. uh, even tried to get a ball to that lad in crowd. <laughs> Poor lad <laughs> threw it back to him, didn't <laughs> it? Which, which I thought, I mean... It's a little thing, but it's a nice touch.
1: Yeah.
3: It is a nice touch. You know, it pointed out, Oh, we were gonna throw the ball to, yeah, you can have this. And I thought that's all right, that's good. Mm. That's and nice. then the
2: kid threw it back.
3: Then he threw it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they were reunited in end, so that's 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 the main thing.
1: Yeah. Uh Mike the Miller says we should get a statue for Gavin Ward, perhaps. Yeah, we could. And then <laughs> we can like every, every time Mick wants to shout at a referee, he can just go to the Gavin Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. and just scream That's right.
3: at That's it. just a, It's a good idea. It's like a bit like therapy, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Like <laughs> I
2: I'd personally feed the pigeons under that statue, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um,
1: <laughs> we have another comment from i uh, Definitely not saying that right. Apologies. He says, Right, seriously, at the start of the season, I told us we'd be this far in, only lost twice, we'd be over the moon. Just one game, move on. Can we stop sounding like our noisy neighbors in S6. Yeah, that's Good a valid idea. point. When the, when the new manager comes in, we'll be all buzzing again. We'll all we'll, we'll be happy and happy as Larry and everything again. It's just, it feels like a lull and a kick in the gut, doesn't it? And we, we haven't recovered from the kick in the gut, and Saturday added another kick, didn't it? I think. So we get up and on, don't we? Because we've got
0: Millwall. Oh, yes, yep. Millwall.
1: And South Yorkshire Police were very happy that this was scheduled for a Wednesday night. Mm. Um, <laughs> so they won't be we're there now, are, we? well, you know there's some nice ones probably <laughs> sorry me old fans we are kidding, we know, I know for a fact there's a few nice ones um, yeah, please don't break
2: the chairs again Yeah, and if you're not one
1: of the nice ones, I didn't mean it you're all really lovely um, well, so this is difficult Danny because we don't know who's going to be manager <laughs> so we don't know how to call it, we don't know whether we're going to we could even change formation what do you see for looking through crystal ball by wednesday
2: what will Rodham united look like <laughs> eves can keep far away from the starting 11 uh, from the <laughs> match day 18 No, no. um i'm going to i'm going to say what i think should happen um because i think the only thing we've got left now is opinions because really we've got no idea what's going to happen yeah. you know because anything could be seen in training anything could happen with injuries now and we don't have um, a manager's ethos to try and channel into because we've not got a permanent manager. So what I'd like to see is I'd like to see Benny and Kelly up front from from the fir- from the first minute give Kelly a start because even if it's for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, we know he will get stuck in and really take the game to him. And I think with Millwall's current away record, we need to do that. We need to get stuck in from the first minute and really take the game to him. Um, First goal is going to be very crucial. Um, So I think having someone who we know where the net is, which Georgie does know, and Chia, who's bagged a few um, up top, that would work very well. Um, Maybe have Wiles on the bench and start Lindsay because we've got a busy schedule coming up. Uh, And whilst he needs that little bit of time just for himself, as we've already discussed, um, I would keep the back line the same with Woody and Hall, but potentially bring Humphreys into it. I was very surprised to see Humphreys uh, on the bench to start with. Um, So, yeah, so Humphreys, Woods and Hall at the back for me. Um, and then we can discuss changes after that, but I think the crucial point now is we need a good performance, not just to settle the uh, the caretaker staff but also to settle the fans
3: yeah.
1: as
2: well because we 've already experienced what it 's like to not have to have that little hole there now that warren has gone, so we need something to really get the fans back up and running as well, and a strong yeah. performance against Millwall would do just that. Um, I think we might need a fair few stewards there as well, and we need that mesh up that we had <clears throat> deployed as well. Um but yeah, we just need to settle everything down. That'll be the that'll be the telling point. If we can't settle it down on Wednesday, then we are in a little bit of trouble. But strong performance against Millwall would settle a lot of people down. It'd settle roughly ten thousand people down, which would be which yeah. would be ace, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would.
1: John Morrell says, if there's one team I want them to play after what we've been through, Millwall, however, Gary Row is under pressure with their fan base, but it's the type of, type of game they do well. And yeah, they sit lower mid-table, one, one point away from home, as Danny alluded to there, Mick. Um, I agree with the Georgia Kelly thing. Georgia Kelly, put ease, easy, I'm not bothered either way. I, I think I was surprised. I know Woody was trying to keep everything the same, but I think that's very difficult to do when the voice is different. you, you the same message doesn't ring true, does it? If it's a, if it's a different voice, so that's why I was a little bit surprised not to see just an option up top to allow us to go more direct at times. That's why I think whether Matt Taylor's is in charge or not, I think we'll see Georgia Kelly or Tom Eaves start with. I assume Chio.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Kelly start. I'm not. Um, I'm not sold on Tom Eves at the moment. Um, I, I just. I, I'm just not. Um, but. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Things are going to change. I, I suspect things will have changed before between now and, uh, and Wednesday. We might have already done another podcast where we can look at, look forward to it a no little and we're a little bit more certainty between now and then. Um, I imagine. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to call anything. I, 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 I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I, I'm, I'm reasonably confident we're going to have a manager in place by Wednesday. Reasonably confident. I hope. Um So 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 it's going to be really difficult to call anything. Um, we just need, as has been mentioned a few times in comments, we just need a performance. Uh, we need a performance from the team, but we need a performance from us, us the crowd as well. Mm. You know, um, we had the situation again on Saturday, didn't we? You know, we got two 0 down, and all of a sudden, the stadium enters. Um, it's like watching Man U, isn't it? You know, it's like watching Man U Stadium. Um, but anyway, that's I, I, whatever people have got the reasons, that's fine. But uh, we need to get behind them. Um, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be quite a big day, I think.
1: Yes, I hope so. Andy Wignall says Will you be doing an emergency podcast if the manager gets announced? Yes, the emergency <laughs> protocol will be getting activated um, should there be such an announcement, whenever that is. Um if if not, then we won't back until Thursday. Um, but there could very well be an emergency podcast on Monday, hopefully. Hopefully. That's without inside information as well. This is not a source we've been given. I'm just really hoping um that we have something to talk about tomorrow, tomorrow night. Uh on Monday night, sorry. Um would you change anything else, Mick? And he's mentioned a couple of a couple of other, of other bits. we talk about strikers from you just then? Is there anything else you'd change?
3: Yeah, I'd probably have Woody on bench. Okay. I would probably have Woody and Peltz on bench together. Mm-hmm. Um or in technical area. Uh we've got Grant Hall that's more than capable of stepping into that central defence defensive role. Uh we've got Cam Humphries who he wide in play on Saturday is beyond me, I'll be honest. Um, we've we've also got McCart, um, yeah, um, and who oh, who I just I had a bit of a howler by his standards on Saturday, but so we've got plenty of cover in that area. Um, so if if there's no manager in place, I'd be having Woody and uh, and, and Lee Peltier in the technical area to so they can concentrate on the job of managing the team. Um, we've got enough quality everywhere else. To, to to be more than comfortable. So you know I, I don't see anything anything else changing. I I do agree with Danny. I, I'd like to see I'd like to see um uh G. G. Kelly given a chance something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um but I I want to steer steer away from this big man up top. I really do I I, I don't want to see it because the football that we've played when we hadn't had that big man up top has been so much better. So much better to watch. So much more effective in this division. I, the I problem is that way to go. the problem with that is
1: that that's that way of playing. Without that, is you've got to have a good background. that got to have something good behind you from yeah, a coaching yeah. point of view and a, and, a, and a messaging point of view.
3: Yeah, but you that, have... that's been there. That's been there all season, Matt. It's not going to disappear just you know just after a week.
1: But it did.
0: Know?
3: Well, uh, that's
0: that, that's, that, that's sort
1: of the point that. Maybe okay, we're going back a bit, but it's that was there was always going to be a loss of messaging because of the circumstance. That's why, as as a temporary measure until the new man comes in, you just go basic, not 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 completely. That's not long, 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 but you give yourself Plan B when Plan A is not working. And I think that's and again, that's why that's where Kelly comes in or or Eves, whichever one you want to do it. Uh, it just gives you that option. I'm not. I'm. Uh, no, nobody wants to see us go to one all time, obviously, but it's just a plan B, and I think we missed that. That's one of the things we missed on Saturday that I would like to see uh, until we get a new man in, whatever that may be. Um, who knows? Who knows when that will be? Uh, predictions. Um, I'm going to start by giving myself a pat in the back because I said two 0 no, Wigan.
3: Um <laughs> yeah, we a real pleasure uh... in
1: that. Say that again
3: well done
1: yeah i take zero pleasure in that so yeah. thanks sorry. sorry sorry that's what I'm looking for sorry that's <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'll let somebody else go first uh, Danny <laughs> what do we think from Millwall um,
2: um, hmm let's think well we definitely need a reaction and Woody said Ooh. we're probably going to try and get a reaction on Wednesday which is good to hear so, I will say we will absolutely finesse Millwall 1-0 and Georgie Kelly's going to score. 87th eight, eight minute winner again. <laughs> uh, possibly for our own safety, I'd like to see it around 60 minutes. Um, but, yeah, if we just win or even draw tomorrow, I'm happy, but a winner would be much nicer. It would. Michael? I'll take a draw now.
3: I'll take a draw now. Just give me a point. Let's walk away and uh, and let's get a new manager in. One apiece. One apiece. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go nil nil. I think it's going to be drab. We know their form that they're in at the minute. Uh, John Murrell says what, John domrell says one one, but it's Millwall and Rowett. draw is what they do. Um, let's see, let's see, a clean sheet would be lovely, would not it? We'll get back to get yeah. back to clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a few. Let's go through it. The- predictions, Nicholas Skidmore says 2-1 Ian Colcoff 2-0 uh, John siege wants a clean sheet, Powermad UK says 3-0 to Millwall if we don't have a manager, if we don't have a manager uh, Andy Wignall says 2-0 loss, S to 4 Miller brings back the positivity with a 2-0 win she
2: thinks Chio and Kelly up top Kim Haywood says 1-0 as well. Can I just yeah. um, chuck something in with um, people saying clean sheet and, and stuff mm. like that and potentially even a 3-0 loss I saw a thing today that said we are still like the fifth best defence yeah. in the AFL at the minute. In the AFL, it might be the AFL, I'm not, I'm not completely sure. But the defence... Yeah,
3: it, it weren't the it, it AFL, it was Rotherham.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whatever um, pool they've used to show that data, it's still very impressive where we are mm. right now. And I don't think it's the defence's fault. I think it's the, the overall application where the issue is. So if we can crack that for Wednesday, we should be all right. Famous last words, but we should be all right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Paul says 2-0, Stuart versus 3-1. Noel Jordan says 1-0 to the referee. We haven't done Ref Watch. I have got it prepared. Referee is Dean Whitestone. Uh, he last referees us in the lockdown season. In He referees us in the 3-1 win against QPR. Which was the Tuesday game during a week of death. Um, oh, yeah. Um, we went 1 0 down, and uh, he's refereed Millwall more than any other club he's refereed in his refereeing career. He's refereed Millwall 27 times mm. um, with a mixed result. There's no sort of pattern to it, but yeah, that's just slightly interesting. Stat. He's not got many yellow cards, much like Mr. Davies didn't have many cards prior to Saturday. Um, read into that what you will. <laughs> he likes.
2: He likes to give penalties.
1: A lot of really. penalties in there. Yes, you're right. I did notice that. Yes, you're yeah. right. Um, Geo, you know what to do. <laughs> Eleven penalties in thirty-three games. Wow, if that's
2: one every three games. That's one very every three impressive. games. I'll find,
1: shall I find. I find that when his last uh, last he penalty, that? <laughs> if it were three games ago, we he in luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've before. I could not I, I can't remember anything. Good, which is good, which is very, very good. Uh, in theory, yeah, he's given three pen- three penalties this season. Uh, he has, hasn't given more He hasn't given one since seventeenth of September, but that was his last game. He's not due a penalty. That's good. That'll do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there we go. Um Thank you all for being involved today. I've, I've um, been past
2: something for all the. If you're breaking news, about uh, no, it's motherly advice for the entire fan base.
0: Oh! <laughs> um,
2: yeah, she says the fans need to get under the team and sing and encourage them on Wednesday. Under them? Yeah, get underneath them and lift them. Oh, right, sorry. I like I it. You know. so that's advice from my mother,
3: so there you go. I think Mike61Miller Mike has got exactly the same opinion as well. Um. So yeah, to put our difference of opinion behind us on Wednesday, get behind the team, regardless of the goal all or down. Nothing worse than getting the players back, particularly now. Absolutely, mm. you know we've got to our part in this. So that, yeah. you know we're we're allowed an opinion, and we're all allowed to shout as opinion and, and and come on here and, and and explain it and everything else. But we have got a job to do and all. Yes, mm. yes, we have. Um, thank you very much
1: for being with us, Danny. Vlog up Monday morning. Yes, okay. perfect. If you want to hear some, if you want to hear Daniel Ungliv swearing, go listen. Go watch the vlog. Because <laughs> <laughs> there will be some. Um, yeah, yeah. We will be back. If there is an appointment, we will be doing an emergency pod, so keep an eye on the channels. If if you see Matt Taylor point tomorrow, just assume we're doing a podcast at 8 o'clock on Monday or Tuesday evening, because we will. Um, thank you all who have been in touch over the last 24 hours or so. Um, we appreciate the comments. and I know you don't all agree with us, um, okay. but, you know, it's football, in it? We've all got a difference of opinions. Um, we've had some very kind messages off some people, and we do especially appreciate people who have reached out privately as well as publicly. Um, mm. Just trying <laughs> to keep the conversation going, aren't we?
2: Um,
1: <laughs> not trying to be divisive, but sometimes it happens, doesn't it? That's that's football. Football can be very divisive, but it can also bring people together. And that's where we are. If you have watched this, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you've not enjoyed it or enjoyed it, subscribe anyway. Um, if you're listening audioly on iTunes, Spotify, make sure you've subscribed on there as well. Um, because you can listen to it there as well. The, again, for housekeeping, the emergency pod, pod will just be um, will just be YouTube, Facebook only. It won't be audio ones. Keep an eye out for that if you want to get involved in that, because uh, I know loads of people like those. We, we like doing those ones when there's something positive. We haven't had a
3: positive emergency podcast yet.
2: No, we haven't, actually.
1: No, we haven't. So we might get a positive emergency podcast. That'd be lovely. By definition, um,
3: most emergencies are not positive, are they? I've just no, saying. I suppose you're right. <laughs> this would be a, this, this would be a positive one. This
1: would be
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I there's a ghost there. behind you. Oh no, it's gone
2: now. <laughs> um, John, to wait as you come past. <laughs> uh, there
1: we go. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Danny. I will probably see you before Wednesday, but if not, I'll see you
3: Wednesday. All
0: With it. What's got around the back? And Richie What is it again? The magic man has
1: come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening
0: up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.